0: Romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Good morning. Good Shabbos, everybody. Inviting all of you to open up your Chumashim. This morning's wisdom, this morning, is on page 567. This morning's reading is 567. That works. 567 verse 22 567 verse 22 this morning we finished the second of the five books of moshe second of the five books of moses which is called exodus or shmot the majority of the book or I should say the last five parshiot five pieces of the of the book of exodus the last latter third of the part, is concerned with the building of the tabernacle the portable powerful portal for divine communication in the desert a full five portions dedicated to the detailed description of each and every piece that went into the tabernacle, not only the volunteering of various materials, many of which we wonder to ourselves when we read it year in and year out where did these come from in the desert of Sinai dolphin skins and oak trees and cedar trees. Wonderful, amazing. But this portable portal for divine communication had in it all the vessels and the vestments for the service in the ancient Israelite religion. All the things that had to go were placed in that tabernacle. And the Torah and Parshatit Titzaveh, a number of parshiot ago, a number of portions ago, described the vestments and the garments of the priests that were to serve in that place. The garments made the man, literally. The garments that the priest wore were what conferred kohenah priesthood, on them. When they didn't wear them, ain't Kuna aleihem, they were not kohanim. When they wore the vestments, they were kohanim. When they weren't, they were not. And the Kohen Gadol, the great Kohen, the Kohen who is the Groysa, the Gesunta, the big Kohen, the big Kahuna, Kahuna, Kahuna. That big Kohena was vested with eight unique garments. Eight unique garments. Some of you might be familiar with them. He wore a beautiful, I mean, St. Saint Laurent, St. Saint Laurent, I mean, beautiful sky blue vest. And on the vest, right, there would be ritual objects. There was the urn v'tumim, that kind of Ouija board. Remember that? The stones, the 12 stones. When they had a question, they would come to the urn v'tumim. They'd come to this strange, manic device that would give them information about what they needed, right? He also wore 12 stones, each one representing one of the 12 tribes, on his shoulders, lots of stones. Very rhinestone cowboy, very beautiful. (laughs) And there was a unique feature on one of his garments that we spoke about uh, a number of years ago. And because my dear friend and colleague and teacher, Rabbi Jill Hammer, spoke about it this week in her parsha teaching for the Academy for Jewish Religion, and she so beautifully captured, without knowing, I mean, she just came to it herself, but it was basically a teaching from a Hasidic Rebbe that I'll share with you in a moment, I wanted to share it with all of you. We spoke about a unique feature of the garment of the high priest, which was called rimonim and pa'amonim. Can you all say that? Rimonim, rimonim, pa'amonim. Pa-am- What's a rimon? A pomegranate. And what is a pa'amon, gana the garden of the bell, right? Independence bell, there's a facsimile of it in Jerusalem. Some of you might have been there. It's a kind of facsimile of the independence bell. It's called gana pa'amon, the garden of the bell, pa'amon. Funny where that word pa'amon comes from, right? It comes from the word pa'am. What does pa'am mean? One moment. A pa'amon is a moment device. Right? It rings a moment. Pa'am. So, let's. What are those two words again? Rimo and pa'amo. I love it. It sounds great, right? So, where did where do these pomegranates and, and bells come into play? So the Torah will tell us. Look in the chumash. On page 567. 567. Verse 22. Now the robe for the ephod meaning the robe, the, the vestment, the me'il, which was this kind of vest, was made of woven work of pure blue. Klil Ufi ha'meil beto the opening of the robe in the middle of it was like the opening of a coat of mail with a binding around the opening so that it would not tear. So it's kind of very detailed, right, descriptions for the Lord and the tailor, right? Right there. Make sure that the opening is strong. It's nothing can tear. Now here it gets interesting, right? On the hem of the robe made pomegranates of blue, purple, and crimson yards, yarns, twisted. These must have been stunning, right? These little pomegranates. See, like little Like these. See these? See this beautiful little pomegranate here? Made up of twisted yarn. Different colors. That's stunning, right? Now it goes on. Vayasu, verse 25, they also made bells of pure gold. Zahav tahor, b'toch And let these pa'amonim, these golden bells, be within the Rimonim within the pomegranates. Al shuleh me'il savi b'toch rimonim. Oh inside the hem of the robe between the pomegranates. Now verse twenty-six, and we'll come in for a landing. Pa'amon v'rimon, pa'amon v'rimon. Even the words sound like a pa'amon, like a, it has meter to it, rhythm, right? Pa'amon v'rimon, pa'amon v'rimon, pa'amon v'rimon. A bell and a pomegranate. A bell and a pomegranate. They should surround the hem of the robe as God has commanded. Now, coming as it does in this parsha, which repeats many of the things that were already in an earlier parsha, you get more information if you look at the original place in Parshat Titzaveh, where we're told about this robe. Again, this is a repetition of that of that earlier command, and there it says something interesting. And here's where we're going to pick up in Reb Jill's Torah and on the Torah of this Chassidish Rebbe, whom I'll introduce in a moment. And then we'll come in for application. Okay? Our lives. There, when first told about the Pamon Vrimon, Pamon Vrimon, the bell and the pomegranate, the bell and the pomegranate, we're told, We're told this phrase. Vinishma, kolo, bivo, el hakodesh. Can everybody say that? Vinishma, kolo, bivo, el hakodesh. Vinishma, the word vinishma appears only three times in the whole Bible. One time it says, naase ve, nishma. We will do, and we will, nishma, and we will hear. Here, where it says, vinishma. And so the sound of something will be heard by someone. The sound of the bell will be heard by someone, and one of the place in the book of Esther. So who is the object or the subject of that action? Who is intended to hear the bell? Is it God or the priest? So here's where the Ishbitzer Rebbe, the Hasidic Rebbe I alluded to, the school of Ishbits, which is the most profound, mystical school of all Hasidic thought, this is the son of the original Ishbitz Rebbe. His name was Mordechai Yosef, the original one. His son is called Jacob Lehner of Ishbitz, small town in Poland. And here, listen to what he says, because it's really like me, you, us, and Rabjil pointed to this. Can I read in Hebrew a little bit so you guys can, we'll just, I'll translate it quickly. Is that okay? I don't want to lose anybody, Okay. Paamon who devar chalul umorim al bechina sheim havaya umrames am machshavot avos adam yodea shechalul hu v'ein boshim koach v'havaya klal hein b'mase hein b'chokma hein b'machshava v'cholas sheyasebo who rak me hashem yizbarach apuail zot bikirbo. This is Paamon, ma she lahashem barach. He said, the Paamon and the Ramon are dichotomously different. We're talking about two objects that represent and symbolize two fundamentally different energies, 180 degrees one from the other. In order for a bell to work, it has to be empty. If the bell is full, it won't ring. The Ramon, the pomegranate, is exactly the opposite. Rimonim are full. The Talmud goes goes so far as to say, "Kifelach harimon rakatech." You Jewish people, it says in the Talmud, even when you're empty, you're full of good deeds, like a pomegranate. Pomegranate fertility, fecundity, so many seeds. Even the rabbis, who believe it or not, had enough time to count the number of pomegranate seeds, and said there are 613 pomegranate seeds. I doubt that highly, but there are a whole lot of pomegranate seeds. The pomegranate represents not emptiness, but everybody with me here, fullness. Says Reb Jill Hammer beautifully. If you go to the Tibetan Museum, if you go to the Rubin Museum, as she did, you'll find the most one of the holiest symbols of Buddhism called the vajra, the 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 bell, and the bell, the vajra is the part of the bell that is the straight piece, and it screws into the bottom, which is the empty piece. Each piece representing another part one representing receptivity and openness, the other representing action and forward motion. The Ishmael Terebi says here, let me begin by saying every bell, the bell represents here in this moment the emptiness of a human being who feels, and he raises it up, that their actions, all of their actions come not from ego, but from God. From a place of emptiness, meaning, what are the causes to the effects of my life? Am I really the author, the master? Emptiness would have us reside in a certain giving to God, as it were, lifting ourselves up to God and saying, we're empty. Not empty meaning worthless, but empty meaning what can we do? What can we do? Meaning we rest in the mystery that is the mystery of who is really the actor, the actress, the one who behaves. And in that moment, when we give it to God, which is the language usually used, or we surrender to the suchness, the emptiness, that's the bell. And then he says, there's the pa'amon. There, the rimon, rather. Then there's the pomegranate. What is the pomegranate? Rimonim, he says, our full, the Here's an amazing... Listen to this. says the Kohen Gadol is a big shot. He's a big kahuna. And the Kohen Gadol, the one who enters into the Holy of Holies, the one who sits in the most powerful office in the land. Think about that image the one who sits in the most powerful office in the land of the Holy of Holies, the only one who can enter, the only one who has the codes, the only one who is given permission to enter. That leader needs both of these qualities, both the bell and the pomegranate. He needs the bell because he must remember that he is empty, that he or she enters the Holy at the behest of others Their power is source and rooted in something other than their own ego, their own self, and they have to come in and be empty. And then he says something crazy. He says, and because of that emptiness, there's a possibility that the person will become so absorbed in God that they won't be there in the Holy of Holies, meaning the person becomes so transparent to the love of the source that it's as if they aren't there. There's no ego. There's no I. Look who thinks he's nothing. And then the Ramon comes. The pomegranate seeds come back to remind the Gadol that even as he's emptied himself of his ego, that he's nothing, he's nothing, she's nothing, that they have power to act and to be in the world and to make a difference. It's not all God. It's God and humans partnering together. And together, he says, that is the meaning of let it be heard, not be heard to God. God doesn't need to hear it but the listening, the hearing of the leader themselves who can hear and be reminded at the moment where they are giving themselves completely away, they remember the bell. The bell wakes them up and says, Ben Adam, you are both empty and full. You have both of these responsibilities, to be empty of ego and full in your awareness of the power that you do have to make a difference. And one without the other, says the ishbitzer is very dangerous. Those who are remonim like the pomegranates amongst us, think that everything is in our hands to do. Everything is up to me. I can change everything and anything. Just give it to me, and I'll do it. If there's only enough time, enough money, I'll do it. And along comes an illness or a situation that is beyond our control. And we throw our hands up and say, I'm a bell. I'm empty. I have no recourse, but I put myself in your dear hands, God. I can't figure it out on my own. I, you know, is anybody here hear the prayer of Reinhold Niebuhr of God grant us the serenity prayer, right? The wisdom to know the difference between the things that we can't change, Ramon, pomegranate, the things that we can't, the bell, and holding both of those. So the Kohen Gadol, the big kahuna, walked around with a mindfulness device around his garment. Like the story of the Chassid Sherebi who had two pockets and two little notes. And in one note it said, I am nothing, just dust. And in the other one it said, The whole world was built just for me. Well, which one is it? Yes. Which one is it? Yes. Both. We walk on the razor's edge of that reality. And in a given moment, we breathe in with our pomegranate and we exhale with our bell. What do you think? So this morning, I'd like to call forward for the first Aliyah, the group Aliyah. This reading is um, is to, to hold the pomegranate and the bell, to wake up to what we can't control and to take responsibility for what we can. And in that way, we enter the Holy of Holies at every moment with that decision-making. We become the high priest, the high priestess.